0: What's up everybody, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, happy Wednesday morning, October 10th, 2018, heading into week 6, got a lot of good content coming your way, I am Will Brinson, I am the host of CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast, if you like this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe again, and Brinson, repeat as many times as you feel like, All you gotta do is bang a button, it helps us out, Got Jason Lockinforer coming up today. We're gonna to talk about Le'Veon Bell some more because there's more percolating about that. What the Eagles might do with their freedom salary cap space. And uh also we're gonna look at some early hot seat action. Who's uh who's whose rear end, whose tookuses might be a little bit toasty after five weeks of the season? A lot of people out there that could be in trouble. Um it's just the business of the NFL. We don't like to talk about people's jobs, but sort of have to. That's part of our job. Um Speaking of our job, if you like CBS, if you like, if you like news and updates and, and free money and stuff, check out CBS Sports HQ, real sports news for real sports fans. I'm on it, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Friday on the Sportsline show from six to seven PM. Uh, Nick Costos, buddy who's on the Pixies uh, podcast all the time, host most of those days. I was on with Tommy Tran on Tuesday. He's great too. Um, basically we break down all, everything you need to know from a gambling and fantasy perspective. We talked about it with Heath Cummings Tuesday at noon on Fantasy Football Today. CBS Sports HQ has the waiver wire show. It's a must-watch 24-7. No storyline, you know, no, none of the the fluff that that floats around sports these days. Just real hard sports news information you need to know. If you're not watching, you're not winning. So check out CBS Sports HQ. You can also see Jason Lock and Four on there plenty of times. All right, Jason. So we all wait with bated breath. For the Le'Veon Bell trade to happen, uh, the Jay Ajayi injury news, Ajayi now out for, he's up put on injury reserve at the Torn ACL, presumably out for the season. How much does that open up, uh, the Eagles as a, as a, as a potential trade partner for, um, for Le'Veon Bell despite, uh, protestations otherwise perhaps out there?
1: Well, look, they, they were the team that made the most calls on Le'Veon Bell before they even knew about the, the, the back problem with Jay Ajayi. So, I understand not wanting to get expectations too high. I understand about not wanting to be sort of pinned into a corner where people just assume, well, now that, you know, X happened, Y has to happen as a result of that. But I mean, I know a lot of people close to Howie Roseman who, who, who've been telling me for a while that whether it's Le'Veon Bell or something else, he knows that this group, um, it's not where it needs to be and that, you know, he is a big proponent of shaking things up and trying to make a significant move to sort of change the the energy and the vibe and, first and foremost, the productivity. And and there's a couple different ways they could help that football team, but running back was one before this injury, and running back certainly is one now. And the Steelers are hoping that he calls as much now as he did early in the process. And, again, not that anybody was making offers, but – their due diligence went beyond other people's due diligence. Now, um I was told that as of the start of this week, according to the Management Council statistics, which the Management Council of the NFL's internal right. sort of auditing service, they're the only numbers that matter, that they had $10.8 million in cap space. And they could obviously create another four or whatever the prorated portion of Nick Foles' deal is if they dealt him. You know, Brandon Graham's another guy who if they moved him. That would create more relief as well. So I would say stay tuned. Nothing's happening this week. They play on a Thursday. You know what I mean? This is a very short week. They got a lot going on there. Injured players trying to work guys out, you know, checking the waiver wire. But once then they're going to have a 10-day period before they play again. And I, I I would be very surprised if they aren't at least exploring this trade. Well, it, it might not make sense for them, but – they, they, they have enough information already to know exactly where the Steelers are and they've had all their questions answered. Now nobody knows the guy, what kind of shape he's in and that kind of stuff. The Steelers don't know that themselves, but I can't imagine they don't have people trying to gather that information.
0: Right. And the timing is actually good too because you have that mini buy for the Eagles while the Steelers are also going on their buy. So like wouldn't in theory, couldn't in theory um, Le'Veon Bell report on Monday, October 15th, and sign his tender and start getting ready to collect checks, knowing that he won't have to play again until Monday, Oct- or uh, Sunday, October 28th, if he's on the Steelers. Um, and you know, just in you know, that that would be the drop dead date for the first time you right. have to play, and that that way they can figure out what kind of shape he's in, and then try to trade him if that is ultimately the plan, right?
1: Yeah. Whether they actually, I mean, the way I think it will probably play out though is, I don't know that he's going to sign it the bye week. I think he misspoke when he said that originally. And then I, from what I gather, his agent was like, no, dude, it's, it's not the seventh week. It's the seventh game. Right. You, know what I mean? you,
0: you get game checks. You and don't so get then he, then he checks. said all of a
1: sudden it became in the ESPN report, week seven or eight. Mm. I think it's more likely to be eight. But let's say they, they that the Steelers and the, and the Eagles agree to terms like, okay, you're willing to give us this, we're willing to give you that. Okay, that sounds good. Now, he, at this point, he's still in South Beach. He hasn't signed the tag yet. You know, Then the Steelers would grant the Eagles permission to talk directly to him. They would make their case. They would probably talk a little bit of hypothetical numbers about what a 2019 contract might look like. <laughs> and then Le'Veon would sign that thing and they would consummate the trade. I think that's probably more like the, how the the TikTok would go. Gotcha. Um but you never know. I mean look, he could decide tomorrow oh, I'll just signing it and showing up. I don't think that's happening. But but you know, the other thing in all this is no matter what he said to Jeremy Fowler, like when the Steelers reached back out to Adisa Bakari and said, What you know, what does this mean? Like is this legitimate? Is this definitely the plan? They were told, oh, I wouldn't read too much into it. You know, we, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, that, they, they really basically, nothing's changed for them. They're just like, the dude's not here. We're not sure he's ever playing for us again. And damn, we hope we can make a good football trade for him.
0: Yeah. And Cause look, if you're the, if you are the Steelers though, you know, you, yeah, I mean, you have a, you have a, a stretch coming up where you're like, look, we play the big, I mean, this is a tough stretch. Bengals on the road by Browns at home and the Browns look good. Browns look like a top five defense Um, Steelers on the road Panthers at home Jaguars on the road Broncos on the road that's a brutal stretch for the Steelers so they need to I mean like they need to find out if Le'Veon Bell is going to come back and be a part of the team right are they still are they still in are they still in we're not getting this guy again mode
1: well they want to they want to get value for him and they want to move him. now I don't know if they're going to get value for him I don't you know that that remains to be seen, but their mindset still is like. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to people there Sunday night. Like, damn, you think Howie's going to call us? Like, did you see that? <laughs> I mean, they 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 still they still can't run the ball there in Philly. You know what I mean? You know, you think Howie's going to call us back? I uh, wonder if we're going to hear from him this week. And that was before you know the Ajayi went on on IR. So. That's sort of where they are. Like, you know, we're not gonna have this guy in twenty nineteen anyway. We're not transitioning him in twenty nineteen. So let's just you know, let let's it is what it is. We don't know if he could help us this year or not. We don't know what our players are really thinking of him. You know, the sense we get from our locker room is nobody's reaching out to him and our players have kind of moved on. It might be more of a disruption than it's worth. There's a massive injury risk that comes with a guy coming back this late in the game. Let's try to make a football trade. We're not going to give them away, but let's see if we can't make a decent football trade. Um, yeah, I'm with you. The other thing, too, is not that Pittsburgh ever has the greatest cap situation, but another way to create more cap space is just to ship somebody back. in oh, the trade. You know what I mean? In yeah. the trade who, you know, maybe the Steelers really need them, maybe they don't, but it can't hurt, and that's another way to, you know. Make the money match
0: up. Mm, that's a good point. Um, all right, well, uh, it would be smart of the Steelers to to try and trade Le'Veon Bell and get something in return before he walks away. Not smart would be to watch him hang around South Beach and and not play. And Zip Recruiter wants you to be smart. This is this is the whole thing is you can either be smart when you hire somebody or you can be not smart when you hire somebody. Like smart would be going for it on fourth down uh, and one on your on the, on the on the on the on the 42 yard line of the Texans not smart would be punting it jason garrett might need to update his resume as a result of that we're going to get to some hot seat options in a second but first reminding you zip recruiter there are job sites that send you tons of wrong resumes to sort through that's not smart there are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply for your, to your job again not smart you know it's not smart using your relatives to fill in at work while you look for a staff you know it's not smart in life Making the lottery the centerpiece of your retirement plan. That's a good point. It's a bad idea. Um, Yeah. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash pick, P-I-C-K, to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It's powerful. Matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. So ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on TrustPilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now you get to try it for free. Go to zipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's zipRecruiter.com slash pick to try out ZipRecruiter's powerful technology for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. There might be some NFL teams hiring. Pretty soon, Jason. And, uh, we're going to run through how the, how the hot seat is looking. Um, do you think that John Gruden's going to get fired in Oakland? I'm just kidding. He's not going (laughs) to (laughs) fire. Is is there, have you ever seen anybody with more, like he gets up there after these games, after there's another bad loss. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm making 10 million. They can't fire me for 10 years. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, he, he just, he does not care that he lost it's unbelievable the amount of swagger that he has in that job security i think there is another team that could be on the lookout in, in the afc west though what about the denver broncos
1: that's where i would I, If you made me rank them right now mm. especially in terms of of in-season potential not that i know who that there's anybody on that staff who's i mean bill musgrave i don't know not that there's a an obvious interim guy that's jumping out at me, but that team, um I mean, he came so close to being fired last year, and there were nights that Elway went to bed that I think, he went to bed thinking, I'm letting him go in the morning, you know what I mean, and then he thought about it for another day, and then they dragged <laughs> on, and then he decided let's just fire every coach he brought with him, you know what I mean, and bring in this whole other cast, and go sign Case Keenum and maybe we can put lipstick on this pig, and well, it's it's not pretty, and they've lost three in a row, and It's not all on Joseph's side of the ball, but the the defense is is not nearly what it once was, and they continue to really look sort of disorganized and and confused when they go on the road, and they're lucky they stacked a few wins early. I thought they got away with a call in the Seattle game that really helped them. You know, that touchdown, I'm still not sure that that was a touchdown, and Seabass, you know, pulled his usual Seabass stuff, but whatever, they, they got a couple wins early, but that that operation is not smooth, and there were a lot of people who advised Elway to, to bite the bullet and and blow it up after one year, because how much better is it really going to get in year two? And and to me, it's all on Elway because Elway, after battling with experienced, hard-nosed coaches, he went and hired the path of least resistance, right? He went Jerry Jones. Yep. Give me a guy who I can, you know, not going to give me much pushback. I can mold him, you know. I can. I don't have to. There won't be any fights over personnel. There won't be fights over personalities. He's going to be so happy to have this job. We're not even really sure if he's a good D coordinator yet, but let's go make him a head coach. So be careful what you ask for. And then you couple it with always personnel decisions, and that team is in a bad way. And You know, we talked about it a lot through the offseason. I wrote a lot about it. The Giants and the Broncos were fooling themselves, fooling themselves mm-hmm. badly. And to be picking where they were picking in a generational quarterback draft and to put their heads in the sand and say, no, you know, we're, we're – Let's go take a pass rusher or let's go take a running back. Good luck. Yeah. Because those chickens those chickens are coming home to roost. So uh, yeah, I, I would start with I would start with Vance Joseph. The problem is that's that's a bad job. Um that's 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 a bad job. No coach has really worked with Elway. No one's lasted that long. They can't pick quarterbacks, they can't pick offensive linemen. Um what was the strength of the team? Uh you know, you would have said three, four years ago. You know the 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 D line slash pass rush, and you would have said the receivers. Okay, <laughs> it's not it's not you know I mean you still got Chubb and Vaughn. Not that Vaughn's getting any any younger. They should have traded at least one of those receivers. But look, they should have mm-hmm. traded them both. Gone with a young quarterback and and gone four and twelve this year with some hope. Instead, they're going to win five or six games with no hope.
0: I mean, look, this is a team that has been through. If you count Eric Studisville as the, you know, interim coach, I mean, they've been through five coaches since, uh, since 2009, including Vance Joseph, likely to be on their sixth heading into the next year, assuming the Joseph thing doesn't work out. Um, Elway, if, if Elway doesn't get that Super Bowl, and I'm not trying to like, I, I don't know. I mean, like if they don't get that Super Bowl, if that defense doesn't click and they don't, and they don't win that, that Super Bowl, I mean, what do we say about this tenure? Because he had Peyton Manning, but they, they, you know, they, they won the Super Bowl despite him. Um, yeah. And they, and I think you're right. Like nobody's a bigger fan than Bradley Chubb of me than, than I am. But I, I would not have passed on a quarterback when you're in that situation where you're using Case Keenum as a band-aid to, 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 to draft a pass rusher when you already have a very good pass rusher. Is there anybody on this team though, or this coaching staff, maybe Bill Musgrave that would be I, a, I, said, I mean, besides, maybe Musgrave. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. I mean,
0: but Gary Gary Kubiak, back to the back to the bench?
1: Would he do it to bail him out for a few weeks? Yes. I mean, maybe. I actually think Gary Kubiak's going to be a hot name. I don't know that he – I mean, everything I've heard Ooh. is he does not want to coach, but I expect multiple. Just try to come up with a list of eight legitimate head coaching candidates.
0: I That's, dare you. It's hard.
1: Like, uh, that doesn't include, you know, guys who just got fired, you know, or guys who've been out for a long time. You can't do it. So I I think Kubiak will be very much in demand. Um, There's not a lot of it hot coordinators right you know as it stands right now. I mean I guess that could change. You know you can only hire so many Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Andy Reid can't provide a head coach every year. (laughs) You know he can't just keep doing that. Like so. Yeah, I I think Kubiak will be a a guy multiple teams reach out to. What Um,
0: what about uh, what about the AFC South? What about uh, Billy Billy O'Brien, Kubiak's old team? He gave six. him a lot of
1: money. He's got all the power. You know, uh, they've stabilized it a little bit there. Deshaun Watson's looked better each week. I mean, they, they it's taken a lot of help. I mean, we could always play this game, oh, the Browns could be 5-0. and o, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the Browns could be 0-5. Like, that Houston team, very easily could be 0-5. Oh, yeah. I mean, very easily. Like, he's gotten huge assists two straight weeks, you know, from the other team's head coach. Now, I liked what Frank Reich did. You know, and that fourth and two ball, I mean, that that's a makeable play. Yeah. What Jason Garrett did is just, he, he did, Jason Garrett did what O'Brien did the week before. Right. Play for the tie. Yep. And he got, he got burned. O'Brien didn't get burned against the Colts, although again, that guy catches that fourth and two pass and O'Brien, you know, is, they're going to, they, they would be, it'd be like a Simpsons episode people will be showing up at that team facility, you know what I mean, with the spears <laughs> and the stakes running through the, through the burning, you know, what do they call those things? You know, uh, brooms on fire running through the streets. like.
0: Uh, yeah, It's a mob. I think it's so a mob. I don't it's... think, look,
1: I mean, nobody's running away and hiding in that division. And if he can keep the quarterback healthy, he, I mean, there's so many variables. Like, if this kid goes down in the next two weeks from a kill shot, you know? Yeah. Like, that's going to be on O'Brien. Like, so I, I it's hard to say, but... They've obviously stabilized things, and they're in a division where, I mean, not. I mean, they're still right in it. How look, many games is Jacksonville going to win? I mean, I, I just, I don't know.
0: I, I think Jacksonville is probably going to be an eight or nine, nine or eight, nine, ten, or
1: eight, eight, nine, nine With the right tiebreakers, wins that could win that division. Absolutely. Like, you yeah. know, if somebody, if five of somebody's nine wins are from within that division, they're probably the one who wins it.
0: Yeah, and if you look at the Texans' schedule. It's actually pretty friendly they get the bills at home coming up jaguars on the road so you win that i mean like you win the next two weeks and all of a sudden you're you know you're four and three and you just flip the you flip the division on its yeah. head and then they have dolphins broncos redskins titans so they have um they have a pretty good group of matchups coming up so i think i think bill o'brien has probably a, uh hit the pause button in terms of whether or not he's going to get canned uh, afc east is there any chance that we see two afc east coaches fired adam Gase. Started out three and zero, now three and two. Where do where do he and Todd Bowles fit in the the hot seat spectrum?
1: Yeah, they're they're on it. Um, they're on it. The the best way to I guess turn that fire down is by taking care of their respective sides of the ball. And, And you know, unfortunately, there's a health situation with Casey Rogers. Um, you know, one of Todd Bowles' top assistant coaches, and who had been running that defense. I don't think Casey's going to be coaching for a while. Mm. Todd will be calling that defense, and that's what Todd, Todd does best. I mean, he he is a hell of a defensive coordinator, and I I you know I it's sort of whatever perverse to say this, but I I I, I think that unit will be functioning better with him now having to really kind of micromanage it, mm. and. You know, is he going to make it, is he going to be their guy in 2019 with this quarterback who they're gussying up and think could take him over the top? I, I have a hard time seeing it. Um, but they're not sniffing around on other coaches and they don't want to make an in-season change. And, and I don't think there's anything, there's nothing close to being imminent there. I can tell you that. And, and, you know, Miami, I don't think there's anything imminent either, but the way they lost that game God. and, the, the, what Tannehill, you know, Tannehill's pretty much looking like the guy he was before Gase that got there and not the guy who Gase propped up for that 11 game stretch over the course of three seasons, right? I mean, it basically, you know, if you count from, you know, when Gase got there three years ago and then all the time missed with injury and then the first six quarters of this season, you were at that point where maybe Tannehill's a player, you know, that was sort of out mm-hmm. there, but it's not good, man. It's, it's, it's not um, two straight really debilitating losses and a team that I don't, I don't know what they do particularly great. You know, they're not running the ball. They don't really believe in the quarterback. Unfortunately for them, the three guys they let leave and that's not on case that's on Tannenbaum. But I mean, Sue still pretty good football player. Yep. Jarvis Landry, pretty good football player, you know, Pouncey, pretty good football player. That doesn't help the cause. Um, yeah, I don't. I thought the Dolphins were not a very good team coming into the year. And and look, that three zero start. Um, if they you know they win a couple more in a row, all of a sudden maybe things look differently. But when you talk to people around the league and you talk to people in other organizations and they start putting their list together and you start talking to people who know some of these owners, um, I, I can't imagine if they continue on this trend that Steven Ross is going to be. Um, a happy guy come the holiday season.
0: Yeah, they've got uh Bears coming up this week in Miami. That's a pretty big game. Then they get the the Lions in Miami. Uh, then on a short week, they're going to Houston. So the next three weeks, those are not those are winnable. The problem is like that's not you're not getting the Patriots and Steelers on the road, right? Like you're you're playing you're hosting two teams from the NFC North. That while the Bears have looked great, I mean these are beatable teams. And then going to Houston to to play a team that. You know, you're fighting for the, for the, for an AFC wildcard spot potentially. So if you lose those three games in a row and all of a sudden you're three and five, um, that's how you get the hot seat cranked up on you. Would, likewise, if you, um, you know, if you, if you go out and win two of those games and all of a sudden we're not we're not, we're not discussing Adam Gase. Like we wouldn't have been discussing him, uh, two weeks ago in the AFC North. Well, and
1: I would just say real quick and like yeah, Tampa's sure. the same thing. Like Tampa right. was that first two weeks full's gold probably. Is Jameis gonna save jobs or expedite the uh elimination of 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 right. uh, of individuals and in management and the coaching staff? I think it's probably the latter. So, I mean that's another one where that that team by mid October could look drastically different than mid September and ownership there is gonna to have to do something to get people to buy back in and kind of make them relevant again and um i I, again that's one like vance joseph when when the owner's sitting there mulling for two or three days whether to keep a guy and then he keeps him and then you know the the season takes the course it has with you know them actually looking the part for two weeks and then completely falling apart um that that's never a good sign
0: yeah and you pointed out like you know over and over again on this podcast hey if you're thinking about firing a coach Maybe you should fire that coach because you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be happy down the road with him. Um, Hugh Jackson, uh, John Harbaugh, safe right now, obviously. Um, yeah, Marvin Lewis might get a, might get a another 42 year contract extension. <laughs> what about the other two teams? The two teams in the basement of the AFC North is anybody? Where is Hugh Jackson getting safer right now? Because they're 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 it's sort gonna of be
1: interesting. They're two
0: two and one despite his
1: best I know. efforts. Exactly, and they, and they know. I mean, John Dorsey's not. Naive, and he's not this country bumpkin he pretends to be, and that's sort of part of his his charm. Sure. But he's pretty shrewd and pretty calculated. And I'm sure he's sitting there saying, "Damn, I should have got a better kicker," and that's part of it. And you know, I, I, I bleep that up, but I mean, dude he thought he thought there were two seconds left in that game. I mean, he'd be like he Is that, so
0: what, that's what Hugh, we're talking about. Hugh Jackson here he holds up a two after they kick a game winning field goal because it was next score wins in overtime. And he turns around and he's holding up a two. He definitely thought – he's like, hold on, guys. There's two seconds left,
1: right? That's what he was thinking. That's what I've been told, yeah. And, I I mean, the game operation. I mean, there's just – every week there's two or three things where you're like, oh, my goodness. Um, The talent is good enough that they can still beat some teams despite that now. But I just have a – I have a hard time thinking that with all the progress they show this year – I mean, unless he gets in the playoffs or something, which is not out of the question. And that makes it more difficult – But, like, is this the guy we think we're getting over the top with with Baker Mayfield while he's young and cheap, you know? Right. I don't think he qualifies. I mean, it's hard to lose as many games as he's lost. So is he on the hot seat now? No. I mean, Baker's going to keep him alive through the season. But at the end of the year, I see John Dorsey having a a long, candid talk with ownership, saying, I know you've been super loyal to him. I know you don't want to keep firing coaches. And I, I get where you were coming from. But like we can do better, you know what I mean? We can. We can. Like we, can we can. This is a super attractive job right now.
0: Yeah. You've never
1: had a chance to hire from position of strength; it's always been weakness. And let's go out there. We could sell this as the best job available.
0: Can can they and, get can they get Lincoln Riley there? Is that a feasible thing?
1: I mean, if that's the direction they wanted to go, and I, I look, I'm not going to sit there and I say I know where how Lincoln Riley's thinking about his future if he even is, but like. You can reach out to those kind of people and not get laughed at now. You know what I mean? You yeah. can reach out to David Shaw and not get laughed at. Like You you, you know, it, it's, it would be a, as much as people would still have some trepidation about Jimmy Haslam. Like, that, that, that cupboard is so – I mean, that, that's a team that should be ready to rock and roll. And you look at the rest of the division, you know what I mean? And, like, I mean, Cincinnati's having a nice year, but, like, the coach and quarterback have never won a playoff game. And Harbaugh has a lame duck year looming next year, and they're going to have decisions. Harbaugh and McCarthy, to me, are in the same boat. Like, that's when you talk about Gase. Like, there's a natural coupling to me between Gase and sort of Cutter and the hot start. But, boy, the owner had trepidation coming in. And this really had to be a proving year with a young quarterback or a quarterback who's not as young as he used to be but is still relatively young. Like, I think you look at Green Bay and Baltimore, and it's like those two guys aren't taking fake extensions again. They're not, you know what I mean? They're not taking right. another one year faux deal to just keep the you know, to keep people from talking about their contracts every week. Like that's not happening. So are you you know, are you putting the ring on the finger or are you or are you not? And um are they loving everything they're getting seeing from the personnel side? so that's one where that owner, as much as we know that Eric DeCosta is the GM in waiting and Eric will take over for Ozzy, Steve is still gonna have some some work to do. Well, you know, again, what do does he get a two or three year extension with Harbaugh, or what happens there. Um, so you know that that'll be interesting it, come January.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, the Packers. What about the you know the look? I, yeah,
1: I I I mean that's another one. Like, do they think we, we Rodgers and Mike McCarthy are going to coexist for four or five more years. We need to
0: revisit. We need to revisit something from this off season that I meant to write about and ultimately didn't. Um, but we talked about. Why not? Why not trade John Harbaugh for Mike McCarthy again? Like, what, we, it would
1: be interesting. I mean, I, I, I don't think. I, I mean, it's hard for me to see either franchise. Like even I said, you know, when I posited it to you, I don't see either franchise being in that mode. But like, it would be interesting. I just don't know now with the Lamar Jackson thing there. Like, mm. if you think Mike, like, yeah, would he be the guy for Lamar? I mean, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't know.
0: I tell you what, John, uh, John Harbaugh, if you put John Harbaugh in John the package. John Harbaugh for
1: Green Bay though to me would be, I mean, that just yeah. makes all this, that would be like, like ideal.
0: Get, hire some offensive coordinator who will let Aaron Rodgers, who will create stuff in open space for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Let Mike McCart, I mean, let, um, you know, John Harbaugh run the defense, be the game manager, be the, you know, the, 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 I mean, the, you know, get the defense going, the special teams going and, and
1: that, I feel like you could, I mean, that would, it's an iconic coaching family. I mean, he's got some of that Lombardi to him. Like he's a Midwest guy. Yep. It just, I mean, it to me, it's mm. be perfect.
0: Yeah, it'd be perfect. I, I don't disagree with you. It, it, it feels like uh, actually fairly confident that Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, and 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 uh, Matt Patricia are all fine here. Matt Patricia steady things yeah. with two wins at this point. Um, Dirk, what about what about Atlanta? Because
1: I, I I think Atlanta, I I know they all got extensions, but I know a lot of people who know Arthur Blank and they've been shocked that Arthur Blank has kind of sat on his hands and bit his tongue Mm. as long and as hard as he has dating back to the Super Bowl collapse. Mm. And that ain't lasting forever. I mean, look at the money he's spending. You look at what he's paying that quarterback. You look at all the first round picks on that defense, right? To try to fix that thing. And I understand they've had injuries, but no owner wants to hear that right now. I mean he's hosting the Super Bowl this year. And they're gonna go into their bye week eight, maybe last place in their division. Um mm. I I just my my hunch is they go into that bye and the owner calls uh Dimitrov and Quinn into his office and says, Okay, um, Quinn, you can pick a coordinator, fire one, you know. <laughs> probably pick defense because you're gonna run the defense now either way. Yeah. And Do whatever you think you can do from a personnel standpoint to shake this thing up. And this better look better in December than it looked like in September. Or, you know, we got, we got problems. I can't, I can't just keep, I can't just keep rolling this ball down the road thinking it's going to go in a different direction. Um, Or wow, next year we'll just stay healthier and and then it'll all come together. And the problem now is they're springing a new leak each week at a different position group. Now the offense, you know, the offensive line is ravaged. The running backs still aren't really getting the volume, and they've obviously had injuries there. They have no pass rush, and the secondary has been obliterated by injuries. I mean, it's mm. it's a bad concoction. And and the problem for them is the time they needed to make hay was early. Five of their first seven at home. Yeah. I mean, I said it going into the year. When they lost that Philadelphia game, I, I, I was writing about a lot. Like, Atlanta is a team you better look out for. If they don't go 2-1 and one in this three-game stretch at home, this season could unravel by week eight when they go on the bye. And I, I think they're going to struggle with the Giants and the Bucks. Like, Odell Beckham could catch, if Eli could throw the ball, like, if if, he, if Eli just has a quasi-accurate game, just throwing that to, to Odell. Like, Odell could catch 15 balls for 250 yards. <laughs> and, you and know it, what I mean? Yeah, and then I know, you look at Mike Evans and, and Deshaun Jackson. Like, not that Jameis has been particularly good throwing the deep ball, but, like, I think those games, even at home, are going to be something of a struggle. And and, and the Steelers could have scored sixty if they wanted to, and they know it. You know what I mean? Like the problem was if that was a shootout, which it wasn't, because Julio didn't touch the ball until the fourth quarter, and they couldn't do anything on the ground. And T.J. Watt looked like a combination of his brother and Lawrence Taylor. If they had scored points though, like the Steelers called off the dogs midway through the third quarter. Yeah. And look so they, if look, they had if they wanted to push the pace, I'm telling you they were 55 for sure. The,
0: the 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 Falcons you pointed out that Giants game. That Giants game's on Monday night at home in Atlanta before the bye week. If they get embarrassed by the New York Giants who have heretofore looked like a pretty terrible football team for that they, they, they scored 30 points one time since like 2015. Yeah. If they get embarrassed by the Giants at home, going into the bye, and then have to play six of their next nine games on the road. And the the Arthur Blank factor that you pointed out is interesting because, like, remember when Jim Ursay had to host that Super Bowl and like all he had to do was talk about how Peyton. Like you you know when you're hosting yeah. a Super Bowl, you're walking around, you have, like you're trying to glad hand and answer questions. And if you have to if you have to walk around and be like. Like you're not like, hey, oh, we thought we were gonna be here, but we're so close. You know, we we really think we're gonna put it together next year. You're like,
1: Dude, yeah, if we they're would. behind the bucks at the buy. Yeah, like, what does this guy do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't like I don't think he's he's blowing it up in week eight, but I think he's putting multiple people on notice. Like, hmm. I I think interesting that it will be pins and needles around that building. I don't care about who got what extensions. To a young guy, Dan Quinn's a young guy. They're gonna be offsets. You know what I mean? They're going to get other work. Like they're it's not like you're going to have to be giving people, you know, cutting $25 million checks to people to go away right. like Bishotti did to uh, Brian Billick all those years ago. <laughs> but I think also if it was that case, I just think this guy at a certain point is just – would yeah. almost be willing to bite that bullet. I mean he thought I mean – he thought this he, is the third he, straight year they've gone into thinking they're winning a Super Bowl, and he, he they're thought, right. They don't even look. They're non-competitive.
0: He thought he was going to host a Super Bowl that his team was playing in this year. I mean, I did too. I picked him to win, and it was—it's uh, it, not not looking like a, a great pick. How about the, uh, the NFC East? That's another spot where it's like—I mean, who gets? Nobody's out of it. That's the problem. So, like, who would get? Yeah. Who would get fired here? I mean, Doug Peterson is yeah. a non-starter clearly, but but I mean, is is would Jason? Would Jerry Jones? realistically finally wake up, see the light, and man, fire Jason Garrett? I don't think he cares,
1: man. I think he likes having Jason there. I think he likes having the path of least resistance. Uh, a coach who's not going to give me any flack. A coach who, if I rip him to the media in the locker room, because I talk to the media in the locker room directly <laughs> after games, and I shred his decision-making, even though I know he's just trying to decide things the way he think I'd want them to. um, I, And he's not going to say anything Monday morning or Sunday night. You know what I mean? He's just going to take it. If I do crazy things with his roster, he's just going to take it. If even though nobody on my team has ever even said they might take a knee, I come out and blow up my team midseason and put everybody on notice and start threatening guys with crazy fines and suspensions for something nobody has even done on my team, the coach just takes the bullet for it. Like, that's not, you're not, not everybody's doing that. And he's been around long enough to know not everybody's like this. And I mean, does he really want another Bill Parcells who he's got to go to war with all the time? Now, Going to war and checks and balances is for the betterment of the team? Sure. There's also something going on there, too. The dude's not spending any money on his payroll anymore. I mean, this idea of Jerry Jones is a big spender, the last three years, they're bottom five in the league in committed cash, actual money spent on players. So I don't know what that's all about, but do I see him going out and getting in a bidding war for some $10 million a year, Coach? No, for multiple reasons, for the money and for the headache. So I don't know, man. I, mean. Look, if the, if they go three and thirteen, whatever, but they're not going to in that division, you know. Right. They'll be right around five hundred. And I think Jerry likes at this stage of his life. I think he likes doing it his way, and he's seen the other side of it. And you know what I mean. I'm, I'm probably going somewhere between seven and nine, and nine and seven anyway. I'd rather do it on my terms and have my party and not have to worry about, you know, what's the coach saying behind my back. You know, what's going on here? What's going on there? Oh, I gotta meet with him about this again. Oh, we're fighting over the receiver. We're fighting over the quarterback. Nah, it's <laughs> none of that.
0: This is Jason. Shut up. Go away. Uh, Jay Gruden in trouble. It's been an awfully quiet stretch for Dan Snyder when it comes to firing coaches and doing silly things in free agency. He's sort of due. Um, I mean, the Redskins are too, like, like last night or Monday, excuse me, Monday night's loss was embarrassing. But it wasn't Drew Brees night. I mean, they can write the ship pretty quickly
1: here, right? <laughs> you've been, you've been, riding, you've been, you've been rah rah Redskins going back to like July, <laughs> like, correct?
0: Yeah. I've, I've got some, some wagers on the Redskins over and the Redskins, uh, <laughs> uh, winning the division title. Yeah. So I'm, am I screwed?
1: I mean, that's a team. We talked about it when I was at Richmond. I don't like, I didn't see any position group where I'm like, OK, I see that. That's how I see they're better than a wing team. You know, I, I don't see better than wing pass rush. I thought if the three Alabama kids play out of their mind, which they played really well in that front seven so far, that they'll definitely be bad. They can't be as bad against the run. But I, I still don't know that that makes them more than an average team. The secondary. That's been an issue forever. And then the other side of the ball, I mean, if all five offensive linemen stay healthy, it's a pretty good unit. But, I mean, what are the odds of that? Trent Williams has been breaking down for years. Morgan Moses is in and out of the game, it seems like, three times every game. Um, you know, and then they started getting banged up at guard as well. Okay, running back. Well, yeah, we all, we all documented the Geis injury and how, how devastating that was, even though he never played for them. You know, and then the odds of Adrian Peterson staying healthy at 36, I mean, okay maybe
0: he's got a, he's and got a the shoulder
1: strain, yeah. never there. You know what I mean? Richardson is a one trick pony speed guy. Jordan Reed is great when he's healthy and he hasn't found his way. He hasn't clicked with Alex Smith at all. And they downgraded a quarterback and got older. So like, I mean, okay. I mean, that, that maybe that means you, 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 you win eight games anyway, because that division is what it is. But, no, I don't see that being a team that's going to to get on a a, a run. I I think they're kind of who they they've been for a while. They they catch the Packers in a week where Aaron Rodgers is you know got a fresh knee injury and can't move, um, and they get them at home on that sloppy slow track. They might slap some people around from time to time, but then the, the following week they can look like an abject failure.
0: Yeah, uh, I will say this: they get the Panthers at home, Cowboys at home, Giants on the road, and then Falcons at home. Uh, in the next four weeks, so I, I'm not. I don't think they'll go six and two. I think they'll probably be floating around 500, like most of that division. Uh But I mean, I don't think I don't think Dan Snyder's going to fire Jay Gruden until he sees how this season plays out. I mean, like, I, like yeah, I mean, no,
1: I, I don't, I I don't either. But they're, you know, I I don't think Bruce Allen is long for that place, and I I I, I could see them going in a in a different direction. Somebody's going to have to pay for this Alex Smith. Thing. Yeah, I mean. The one thing that Bruce had always done was keep, keep this guy from spending his money. Like, okay, we're probably going to go between 6 and 10 and 9 and 7. And, you know, are we really going to be a, a Super Bowl contender considering we're hedging our bet at quarterback all those years with Cousins on the franchise tag and not extending him? No. So let's do it by saving money rather than spending money. And then they go out and get Smith, and they don't have to pay him. They've got him with one year left. He's got no leverage. He would have been making like $17 million. And they could have rented him and threatened him with the tag. And go and get him ninety million dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's not all guaranteed, obviously, but like he's going to be making sixty million bucks over the first couple years of that deal, and they're stuck with it. And I mean, how okay? How bad does we'll it? Let's see how, how that works out.
0: How bad does it look that they had Sean McVay on staff and he's now? Just, I mean. I know you can't fire Jay Gruden and promote Sean McVay, but you let Sean McVay and Kirk Cousins leave. Like, if you had Sean McVay and Kirk Cousins right now with that offensive line, I think you'd be doing some pretty nice stuff.
1: I mean, what what, what does it tell you that Kyle Shanahan, who, who they're having a rough season, I mean, he's lost his quarterback and his running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, so whatever. But, like, he really, really, really wanted to sign Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? And he, he knows a little bit about quarterbacks. And you wanted nothing to do with the guy and couldn't wait to get rid of him. Like, I mean, what – I mean – I, mean, I don't know how good LaFleur is, but just because he comes from that lineage, and if Tennessee has a decent season, he'll be somewhat hot. I mean, that staff they had might end up producing four head coaches. None of, none of them stayed in Washington. <laughs> yeah, so, that's not good. Like, hey uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know, but they're, yeah. they're, uh, yeah. I if, mean, if, if they that's go, another one. Those they, extensions that everybody got at the combine last year. You know, I, I don't think that's going to be what saves the day in the end.
0: Yeah, uh, Dirk Cutter clearly still in the hot seat. We, uh, we don't need to mention him. What, the, the, we'll get out of here really quickly on this though. Uh, Pete Carroll and or Steve Wilkes. Wilkes one and four, uh, Seahawks two and three. I don't think Pete Carroll's getting fired, but would he, would he walk yeah, away? Yeah, but
1: he, he may decide that this is going to be longer than I've got left. And it, it just may make sense for a lot of reasons for them to quote unquote part ways. Right. I mean, I think that's common sense would say that's one that you have to monitor and and you know that could very well be an obvious and natural moving all point I mean Wilks I, their defense I mean not that he's running it Al Holcomb's running it but the defense is actually pretty good yeah been pretty, been pretty good all things considered um you know I wonder about Steve Kime the GM there just because you know, you had the criminal DUI before the season, and you know they didn't fire him right before the season, obviously. But like, it was discussed. I mean that that was that's a significant breach. And then you've sure. got, you know, they're paying twenty one million dollars to dudes to hold a clipboard every week.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: That's you know, yep. that, that, that might get your owner's attention. And now they got two of their last. But I know Reddick made a play at the end of the game. But they've got two of their five recent first round picks who basically don't really fit this scheme and are kind of passengers. And if they could trade them, they would, you know, and Dan Buchanan and Hassan Reddick. Like, so that's, that's not ideal, but that's not, you know what I mean? That's not all Steve Wilkes. Right. And I mean, I think Rosen will be fine and, and that'll be um, an obvious uh, building block for the future. Uh, But it's just, it's kind of a team that's a little bit, a little bit stuck in between, but I mean, I don't think that offensive staff is back next year. You know, they got to find a way to do something with David Johnson. Stop running David Johnson into the A gap, dude. That's not. That's not gonna get it
0: done, dude. I'm literally on next gen stats on NFL.com, looking at David Johnson's carry charts, and I'm like, I was like screaming. They run up
1: the middle more than any team in the NFL, and they've screaming. got a they've got an air back. I'm like, what am I missing?
0: Here? Yeah, They're like like all he was doing. Oh, they were doing in 2016 when he when he had that monster year with Bruce Arians was splitting him out, dumping, getting him the yeah. ball in space, and letting him work. And they're just pounding this guy up the middle like he's yeah. like he's Adrian Peterson. It's it's it, I want to say. F-bombs and I get and, you
1: don't trust your quarterback, especially when it was Bradford and all that. But like use this. I mean, yeah. So do I think his staff comes back intact? Uh, I have a hard time seeing that. I don't I don't know that everybody at the end of the year is going to be like, yeah, Mike McCoy is the guy to keep going with with Rosen. Um, you know, they're just offensively been been off track and and, and not good. Um, But no, I I don't. I don't. You know, I don't know that that's. I don't know that that's a one and done. But there could be significant changes in that organization elsewhere.
0: All right, still worth monitoring to see how that team finishes because if you go one and fifteen or whatever
1: it is, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: um, All right, let's get out of here. Great stuff as always. We'll talk to you next week,
1: Jason. Hey, my pleasure, buddy. Have a good week. Thanks.